one way of thinking about what's at stake now is in terms of forms of dreaming, you can say. That, you know, one thing that, that what is called the real world, what is called reality, what counts as reality, is just is a form of uh, collective dreaming. How do we form relations that are the antithesis to relations that we experience as a result of this history that is fundamental, different, constructive, mutual respect for now or rest of I guess I'll just say the dream time is that's what happened in the past, what things come to be, that's what's happening now, and what is to happen in the future. This is a continuing, continuing uh, uh, politics of taking. So it really doesn't matter. Each generation of my people are responsible, they're responsible for your time that we're here to do what you can. And then you mentor and hand off to the next generation. It's their time, their future, and we're there to support. And they gave me an excellent argument to use the term Indian. They said in this way, our name is at least a tribute. Oh, yeah, keep talking. Yeah, dude looks like Piccolo. And then it's like... Ah, uh, dude. They, I, I thought I was gonna, like, get stabbed or some shit. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you, every time I see when I cringe... Yeah, no, tell them Walmart story. I what about Koreans? No, you see, you see, every time he sees the ones, he cringes. Oh, I cringe he, every time I he see had a, he, had a, he has a bit of an accent. Oh, okay. You know, the heebs. Yeah, the heebs versus the weebs. That was what... Oh my god, I would pay to see a movie, like, Cowboys yeah, versus Jap Native yeah. Americans. The Japanese actually have, like, some kind of, like, embargo or, or something against Israel. Like, they won't, like, I exchange... I wholeheartedly them. believe that, because Japan is based as fuck. They're by yeah by which it, it, we also mean that they're like racist and xenophobic and oh, yeah. like isn't it great? It's the no it's and like Japan, nobody talks about it because they're not Japan white. Racist. <laughs> is who racist? Japan. Yeah, Japan is super racist. Yeah. Well, no, they're nationalist. Okay, fine. <laughs> it just happens to be centered around their nation, their, eth their ethnic identity. As Jap as ethnically uh, Japanese. So the separation between nationalism and ethnicism. Ethnicism, yeah. Is that a word? Is that is that a buzzword? Uh, well, there's there's no. It's well, there's ethno nationalism. Yeah. Right. So there's so there's like there's okay. like the color of the people, and then there's this idea of the state that they're trying to create. But yeah. it's like if the those people made that I you know that government. Who the fuck cares? They can do whatever they want with it. I mean, look, I'm all for self-determination. I just think, Until like, the fucking NATO comes in and they're goddamn... Yeah, no, fuck NATO. I fucking they're, hate NATO. And their goddamn, you know, EU world dictatorship. Uh, like, it's not even like a... Di well, okay. That's the UN, you're right. Yeah, well, no, the UN is... The UN is fucking spineless, dude. The UN can't do shit. Yeah, they're like, we're very mad with you. Kim we're very... Jong -un. Yeah, we're like, what the fuck even is international law? Like, you can't... Like, that's yeah. not hey, even gotta, really a I thing that can function. Say. Because you actually have to require people to, like, agree to it. I mean, morality is just whoever has the bigger stick, basically. Like, because that's what's gonna fucking happen. Um, it, so, like, assigning, like, blame or... I mean, obviously it's important... For people to, to assign blame in the sense of like like systems 
like, does the U.S. government, like, owe significant reparations to the people enslaved? Yeah, but if they do, who really pays it? Because does the government really pay for anything? They pay for war all the time. Let's let's yeah, cut, no, I'm saying let's cut the military budget. Just simple situation solution yeah, but like, that they will never do. But the simple solution is like, well, you know, all that money we spend on fucking, uh, you know, war and austerity yeah. and fucking. Um, I'm all. I'm in favor of cutting military spending. To me, uh, we need. I them. think the military is one of the most can be the can be very homophobic and transphobic. Yeah, but they need and to be. It also, like, I guess, yeah. If you represent you U.S. hegemony and, yeah, it's and like, empire not, around the world, then I'm like, not, and I'm, I'm saying men because like because I don't want women prisoner of war situations. Well, obviously, okay, yes, that's but, uh, that's obviously a bad situation, yeah. but conscription is also like male only conscription is like a, yeah. a, a side but, like, effect. Like at the, the same patriarchy. time, at the same time, you know, if there's and it's a woman, one that hurts men, so yeah. it's like if there's a if there's a woman in a prisoner of war situation, if she's telling the, them they're yeah. going to be, pr- if the, she's like you're being problematic, what are the, what's that? You know, like that's not going to. You'll stop. get raped. Yeah, yeah, it's awful, but like that's not going to do anything. No, it's not. It's like, but it's, also, like, where I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's like I don't want anyone to be in that situation. But I think there's a less chance of someone getting we could raped stop if war. in the middle. No, we can't if, stop war. I think there's a less chance they're gonna rape someone if it's in the Middle East. If it's a man, because they because they're homophobic. As well. yeah, yeah, they hate the queers. Like except hate. for like there are like there there is that whole like like and sodomizing and like dominating and like like the the kind of shit that like um the, like the British used to do to their slaves in the Caribbean like like bull breaking where they actually like oh yeah no they like dem- they deliberately in order to demasculate uh black men um so they they sought out and stuff like that um okay that's fucking fucked up sure um <laughs> is it not no it's pretty it's pretty terrible <laughs> but like uh yeah, you know what else is terrible? How do I put? Billie that? Eilish. Yeah, she makes she makes music for people who think they're capable of murder, but like <laughs> don't want to ask the drive-through to get their order right. Yeah, she's kind of just borrowing from like new metal. Like her music yeah. doesn't sound new metal at all, but like yeah. stylistically. And like the kind of shit that she I thinks do. she's tapping into, but then she'll also put out like a big song called like "Therefore I Am," which is like, okay, Descartes, what, what, you, yeah. just, you just figured that out? Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Like, How long yeah. did it take him? To we need a out. fucking, we need a goddamn like, uh, Dick. Yeah, Descartes is is overrated as a philosopher. Yeah. How, yeah. He's he's supposedly like. How old was he when he thought of that? I don't fucking know. Because she's dude. probably light years ahead of him if she'd never heard. That's of true. Ass. She's like nineteen or whatever. So uh, yeah. yeah. Also, fuck Drake. Fuck Drake too. Yeah, Drake, fuck is, Drake. Drake is a shit kind. Um, some of it. You know, some some of his shit was fire. Yeah. Some of some of his shit is garbage, and the rest yeah. of it is trash. So some of it. Well, to me, he's go. He's been. He, he's been. He go downhill a long time ago. Yeah, no, like yeah, ever that, since that he, implies that he was I liked good him at more, one point. Well, he was the wheelchair kid in Degrassi. Yeah, I'm glad his ass got shot on TV. <laughs> I, hope he gets, I hope he gets fucking sodomized on TV. Did you know and, he was and, hitting and, on and a um, few AM radio stations? Did you hear he was hitting on um, uh, what, Millie Olivia? Bobby Brown, the oh, the Stranger God. Things girl? I don't. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Wait, was she the cancer chick in that movie? 
Uh, I don't think she had. She was bald. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that wasn't the fault of our stars. Uh, there's, she, was cancer, she, was she, there's cancer chicks in a lot of like sappy indie movies like that. There's all there's also the yeah, movie called like, like uh, Me Earl and the Dying Girl. Then there's also um, what was that one called? Five Feet Apart. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, this is fucking terrible, dude. Jesus Christ. Dude, I want to do like uh like that movie was bad. I want to like look. All you have to do to to like write quirky like John Green shit is to just be like like stick your finger out. Why? Stick your finger out. Why? Just do it. Okay. Um, and then he does. And then she, like, puts it in her mouth. And then she's like, there. Now you've been inside me. And then it starts playing fucking, like, a Monsters and Men or some shit. Yeah. It's just... Or, like, and then it's, like, in a, or some shit like that. Yeah. But I was going to say, I started playing Come On Eileen. And people, and I was driving through, you I love, know, where I love, we live. Yeah, I love that song. I was driving through downtown um and someone was like oh my god it's that song from the the some movie the the perks of being a wallflower yeah yeah that one yeah. there's so a lot I'm, of songs in that movie yeah. that everyone and, and already like, knew I'm like, who was older than 14 dude that that them saying that gave me non-hodgkin's lymphoma <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Because it's like I knew this song. From I knew Texas every goddamn song from that fucking movie before yeah. that movie. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck Which, you. Which, like, yeah, I know I'm pretentious hipster for saying that. I'm not even a pretentious hipster. I know hey, you're are not. we recording? Uh, yeah, man, we've been recording this all time. Holy shit! <laughs> we yeah, didn't even introduce. We no, shit. <laughs> we, uh, we should introduce Brian. Brian is is yeah. a good friend of mine. Uh, this episode, for the most part, I think is just going to be like a kind of a shit talking episode, kind of just like shooting the shit, talking about. I did want to talk about like psychedelia on this one because that kind of goes, at least goes with the theme of the podcast. Uh, because you have some great trip stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one we uh, we were gonna tell um, first though, uh, not a trip story, but but you did bring up something really funny. Uh, tell tell us what your dad did that one. Oh time. yeah, my dad. Um, so when I was six, he used to hit me a lot. Right. And when I would too. When he would hit me, I would think it was my fault. So then I would go to my room and cry and think about how I could be better, and I'd try to be better for him. I'd get better grades. I'd um. I'd do better in school. I'd clean up around the house. But then he just kept like drinking and like hitting me more don't do this psa at me (laughs) no my dad my dad never hit me at me you coward (laughs) my my dad's fucking great oh no he's funny as shit though that never happened i was gonna say when you said when you said like and i would think it was my fault i was about to be like yeah it probably was yeah no knowing you it doesn't get yeah yeah, probably probably, yeah but like no my dad never never fucking hit me he said he when I always knew when he was really fucking mad at me though cuz he would use really like like short short words you know like there weren't a lot of letters in them but I had to look them up <laughs> like for one one instance like he said you've got a lot of fucking gall showing your face <laughs> back in here when I got out from the hospital one time and I'm like oh shit yeah I'm like is that good? And he goes, get out of my face. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> my, ba- my dad was not that, like, ba- I mean, he, like, um, he's, he's like the Joe Biden type dad. Like, he's going to be on, like. Man. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, get better grades. Like, come on. Ah, come on, mate. Why don't you do, yeah, like, he, okay, so there's this one time, like, 
Because he didn't, like, hit me. He would, like, just, like, if he was angry, he would just sort of, like, shriek like a, a werewolf and, like, <laughs> like sorry, throw shit really, or punch shit. That gave me a really was, funny image in my head of your dad being like, somebody just do the goddamn, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, looks at the moon. It sounded goes, like oh. the fucking Cookie Chris mascot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but there was this one time he flipped um, uh, a chair over. And there was a song I wrote. It wasn't even about him, but he, like, found the song, and he thought it was about him. And the weirdest... He, he had the weirdest defense, because, like, the song... Like, the end of the... Um, there was a lyric at the end of the song, uh, Go ahead, flip the fucking dinner table. And my dad <laughs> found the song, and he was like, It wasn't a dinner table! It was a, it was an armchair! <laughs> All right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, chill. Why are you so defensive about that? Yeah, but like my dad... Oh, yeah, but back to the story. Um, My dad, when he was younger, he had a gerbil that was named Charlie McGerbil. Mm -hmm. And he um, wanted... My dad's always been a man of science and physics. (laughs) So... And I am, too, so I understand... So I understand where this thought process came from. Granted, I wouldn't do this. Without recording it. So, what he did was, he got his gerbil, and he found a Boy Scout rocket. (laughs) And he put his gerbil into this Boy Scout rocket payload. Like, it was one of those Boy Scout rockets with a payload that you could, like, put the camera in. And then you could launch it, and it would take pictures, and the parachute would come down, and you could grab your film or whatever. Because this was, like, 60s or 70s. He did this. Maybe, I think it was like late 60s, maybe. He oh, so got, this was before you were born. This was way before I was born. Yeah, this was like when he was a kid, when he was like seven or eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so he was like... He didn't he, like do this he, as your dad. Like, no, just, like, <laughs> that would be funny though. He, he just like got, he like got the fishbowl, put it on his head, and like got a little launch button. <laughs> and he put his gerbil in this fucking rocket. And then was like, Charlie McGerbil, prepare for takeoff. And then fucking launched his gerbil into, tried to launch his gerbil into the fucking stratosphere. <laughs> and then, so this is the sad part though. The gerbil fucking died. Well, yeah. <laughs> it had a I little, would assume so. It was, there were little pellets of little gerbil poop in it. And it was, it was just like, had this like shocked look like both hands up like it was surrendering. Kind of. And it was it was dead as shit, dude. But like, <laughs> how high do you think it went? I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't there. But um, it, he found and then he put it back in the fucking cage and was like, "Mom, something." <laughs> Mom, the gerbils. It, it, something happened. To the <laughs> yeah, gerbil. I was like, "Mom, something happened to Charlie McGerbil." And she was, and he said, to "Charlie this, McGerbil." And she, um, that was his name. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we had no. We had a gerbil. My dad to... never told her about what happened to Charlie McGerbil. She died not knowing what the fate of Charlie McGerbil, <laughs> but she didn't get him a new one, and I'm like, that was the right move. So yeah, well, my dad, my dad this, tried to this, launch his this, gerbil. Since we're baby. talking about dad, my dad, uh, he was that dad that had a temper. Like my dad, like my Matt met my dad. Okay. Yeah. You know, my car got overheated, and my dad came there mad yeah, as hell with his jackass. face was all no, red like a hot weenie. Yeah. The hot weenie, what? Remember? I don't remember the the hot yeah, weenie. Yeah, my, my, my dad's face got real hot because he, he came to band out? practice, right? And he was pissed at me because my car overheated. Okay. And I left it in Lewisburg at the car shop. Right. Because I didn't want to drive it home and blow up the motor. Mm-hmm. 
So he came there, bit, you know, pissed his head with a red face. <laughs> Tell him I was going to go get the car. I told him Mo when he got it. Did he look and like one of those dad, red you know, hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. looked like that. Oh my God. He was a hot dog man. He looked like a fucking uh, what is it? Those the little little tiny little uh, little what are they called? Frankfurters? Is your dad's name Frank? Please tell me your dad's name is <laughs> His Frank. Name, yeah, he's Frankenfurter from. No, uh, his name is same name as me, Jamie. Oh, I hate that shit. So I'm a like, junior. Why, I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe like dads keep doing that, like naming their kid like me Junior. Me Junior. <laughs> That's pretty. Like I understand, like using like old like family names that have been in the family yeah, for a while, like Hitler. Yeah, Hit, no, Hitler should be around. Hit, Hit, Hitler's it's a been long enough. No one's been long enough. Let's, let's name someone Adolf again. Yeah, it's been long. enough. Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, no, my, and someone in my mom's family because they're um, uh, they're they're mostly Kraut. Um, at least on uh, her. Oh, dad's so you can side. say that, but I can't say. Hi, Jonah. That I word. You can okay, say fine, fine. <laughs> We're probably gonna cut a lot of this shit out, but <laughs> we can skip to. Um, uh, I don't know, Brian. You got any good? Uh, you got any good trip stories? Yeah, I got a ton. This one time, I fell down the stairs in school. <laughs> That's very exciting. I like yeah, it had a beginning and an end. It was. Um, it was. It was okay. How about the one? How about the one where you're? Um, where you tried to fly to Tibet? Um. You, you told me that. Yeah, was that yeah. a lie or was no, it no, no? I just we'll, we'll we'll cut this one out, but like because I don't want my work finding this. What's another good one? I took okay, so there was this one time I I I bought like fifteen grams of shrooms, nice, and uh, put them all in this icing container. Okay, and then I didn't know the family reunion was coming up, and my mom was planning on making a cake. Mm-hmm. So she fucking uh. She used the icing, of course, because of course she fucking did. And then, um, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> now I gotta e- eat this whole cake. Yeah. Well, I didn't eat the whole cake. I tried to, got through two pieces, and then just licked all the icing off. <laughs> and she got mad as fuck. And, um, so she was like, no, I don't have a cake for the reunion because your stoned ass ate it all. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. What the fuck are you again? <laughs> Didn't you also? Was it you that was telling me that you had like, um, like like a like like a whole sheet of acid melt into your uh, under your sock or that something? That was that was twenty five I. Oh, there's twenty. Well, that's still like a kind of acid, right? No, it's a it's it's a research chemical. I know it's a research but chemical, it but it has similar effects. Different. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've I've taken them both, and yeah. it, to me, it feels similar. It's a little similar. They're a little different. Though they are different, well, to me, I mean, it's, every trip is It's like soda and diet soda. It's, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, but I'm also the type of guy who, like, can't taste the difference between diet and regular. Mm-hmm. So, I My, mean, um, maybe I'm just not picky about the shit that I trip on. Here's one. Do you I mean, I was literally thinking about getting, like, Mucinex DM tabs. <laughs> uh, here's one. Do you think if there was a... Okay, so assuming aliens exist and they have their own world and their they own... They probably do. They just yeah, don't care about it. I know, us. but, like, assuming they exist and they on some other side of the fucking universe, you know, do you think they believe in ghosts? Do you think they have... Maybe they have... They, they have their form. own... Yeah, if they have their own concept of ghosts, what would it look like? Uh... I don't know what if if it would like look like anything. Well, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, what would it? What would their concept of ghosts be? Would it be like, 
you know, they came back as vegetables or something. Uh, oh, like, what kind of religion do you think they have? Not religion, but, like, you know, just what kind of superstitions about the afterlife. Like, we have spooky ghost people that, like... Also, if I was a ghost, yeah. I would fucking teabag the shit out of The Nancy Rock. Pelo- oh, uh, the, the Rock. Rock. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Yeah, put and then do the thing where you lift up one thing at a t- both edges of it so it looks like a bow tie. <laughs> uh, on his little bald ass head. Yeah. Or my I, fa- one of my favorites is the fruit basket where like you touch this. It's the same as making a man giant, <laughs> but you show the back. It's like oh, it's like a little fruit basket. <laughs> Have you seen those guys who play with their nuts and balls yes. and cocks for a living, like on stage? That's pr- I mean that's a they solid do this gig. thing where they like put their dick horizontal and then put one testicle under it and one over it and they call it the hamburger because it looks one like of the, it's One of the kinds of porn that I'm fascinated with, and I don't even jerk off to this, but like, is guys who can literally fuck their own ass. That's, I've seen one of those. It was this, it was this black dude who was like, hey, my homie told me to go fuck myself and guess what? I can. And then it played like some shitty like, and then he like, so bent his dick up into his own ass. My friend from high school, who uh, I, I actually did my first podcast with, um, it, we, he he could suck his own dick. He could he could sell uh, uh, auto um, fillets. Uh, auto fillet. Okay. Yeah. Auto and he told, showed me how he did it too. It was like he it, after after a while he got fat and he wasn't as flexible, so he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. But like uh, when he was in high school, like that was his like party go to party trick, as he would like. He'd get his back up. I mean, he'd get like his yeah. back upside down against the wall, and then just sort of like bring his pelvis <laughs> up to his face. Have you? Is this the same guy I'm thinking of? Yeah, he went to my high school. Oh yeah, I thought. Never mind. I thought one was. Never mind. Yeah, I knew a guy in high school who could suck his own dick too. He um, he he also could. He was so skinny, he could like grab his own heart, like reach up under his rib cage and grab it with his. Oh hand. my god, that's fucking. That's not even a skinny thing. That's like a your skin is stretchy, right? Yeah, he was super stretchy. I bet dude oh could fucking god. handle that, some dick that, if he was gay. That freaks the shit out of me. Though. And I would always tell him to do it. Like whenever I would introduce him to someone, I'd be like, "Hey, he can grab his own heart." <laughs> and then, and then I mean, that is a he pretty did, wild. He, um, yeah, he he did it like ten or eleven times, and then he goes like. And then he finally goes like, "I'm not gonna do it this time, Brian." My closest thing is like, "Well, hold on." And then he, and I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "Cause it fucking hurts." Yeah, that of course and, that would hurt. And if I'm I, like, "I didn't know." If it I figured hurt. out I could do that, like I would be, I would be like, "I'm never doing that again." That's yeah. terrifying. He, he did it like, and I'm like, "Dude was, dude was a good friend because he did this a lot for, just to show, just because like I was like, yeah, do the thing and do he, the thing." And he like did it, and then he goes, "It fucking yeah. hurts," and I didn't know. I can um, I can dislocate my shoulder, which like, yeah yeah that's one I can do, and I, yeah mine aren't as interesting. I can touch my my tongue to my nose. Okay. Uh, yes yes you're just like oh, okay but yeah it's not that yeah I don't have I don't have anything as freaky as as, as grabbing sometimes, my sometimes sometimes I can uh, if I get the right <laughs> angle I can uh, like pick my nose with your foot no. Oh, so. with like a screwdriver. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the whole story. That's an interesting story, Jamie. You haven't. Uh, uh, oh, I'm still here. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. You should say something. I don't have any weird talent other than the fact that I can 
scared to live the shit out of people. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What, like, with ideologies yeah. or, like, by screaming at them when they're not expecting it? Probably both, but the screaming thing definitely, yeah, his death growl is, yeah, that's why it was in, yeah, no, I enjoyed that part of the band. He was a great, he's a great, um, death growl. Fuck. That Die, was. we'll get you. I can't do that. I can cause... do that inwardly, but I can't, like, sing like that. Like, I, 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 I can't, like, say like state the rest of the world yeah my best thing that i can do that i'm probably gonna like try to work on for my future projects is is like basically just like um the way i described it um to my cousin was um uh uh, i sound like Corey taylor with down syndrome (laughs) yeah that's how yeah that's basically i I just i just fucking like yell no remember when we were talking about starting a porno grind band you you taught started talking about that Oh, what was I saw when I was looking for there was this was forever ago. I found this like I was trying to it was when my parents blocked porn on my computer. Lame. And so I had to go to like and I found this guy who like uh what was it? He like had a porno band is what he called it. And he like would like play drums. Mouth. He would like play the drums with his dick and oh. he he would, like slap it on like one string. Or not one string on like um. He would slap it on like a drum and then like record that sound and then like do all of them <laughs> together and he would do like "Sweet Child of Mine" or something. That's interesting. And he did. And he would play his. He would like use the shaft as like the neck of the guitar and took a guitar pick to his scrotum and made it look like he was oh, playing God, guitar. Oh yeah. He was funny as shit. <laughs> there were a few guys but that actually did that. Like, but I, could just, like, I have. That I hurt. have a. I have a good name, Matt. What? I have a good name for, for a porno grind band. band. Me and uh, cock corn. Cock corn. Cock corn. Hmm. Yes, cock corn. Pop corn, but it's a bunch corn, of dicks. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> um. Cock corn. Cock corn. Yeah. Um, what about, what about a fucking, uh, clown core and how that's a genre? Oh, yeah, like ICP? No. You mean like, yeah, like, I like the insane clown pop. <laughs> it's the fucking worst shit I've had, worst noise I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold if, you on pull some, if you can pull some up. Oh, shit, do you, have, do you have YouTube on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> fucking clown core, Jesus, fuck. It's super bad. Um, did you know that SpongeBob? Did you know that SpongeBob core? SpongeCore. SpongeBob. Yep, SpongeCore. I believe that that it's is a thing. a thing wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's probably a, yeah. People did did that with My Little Pony. They did that with um. They did that shit with Harry Potter. That's really embarrassing. Imagine being in a fucking Harry Potter themed band. Imagine being in a non-Harry Potter themed band. Oh, you're right. That is pretty lame too. Yeah. I can get down with SpongeCore, though. SpongeCore? I'm going to type that in. No, yeah, put that in first. and just... Oh, okay, I did say and, uh, I would do ClownCore first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one where they're in the porta potty <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. The one where they're in the porta potty <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Scroll. I'm scrolling down. That one, yeah. This one? <laughs> oh my god, that is literally in a porty potty. They're making music in a fight. Holy shit. That is interesting. 
I actually kind of don't mind the screeching sound. The noise that he makes. And they got some kind of breakbeat influence on the percussion. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay, this part is bad. This, this is it. Yeah. This, this is, is a fun core. Hold on, man, man, this is fun core. Oh, one more turn. Let's go straight to hell. That doesn't make any sense. How so his parts it come from smooth, hell? Like, what's that guy's name? Richard Dreyfus or whatever. Yeah, he sounds like like Kenny G or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over the goddamn place. It actually started kind of promising. <laughs> yeah, you know? So bad, so fast. I liked it, the drum part. Now I'm actually okay. I'm interested again. I think the the horns percussion break was kind of good, but then the horns ruined it. Like, this he is almost like a fucking, like, this is like an organic version of a Flylo song. You said a Twilight song? No, Flying Lotus. Oh. Alright, well, well, thanks for that one, guys. That was, uh, <laughs> was that was certainly I was in the car with someone, and I kept trying to show them this song, and they were driving. <laughs> They almost wrecked their car like five fucking times because I kept trying to show them clown car. <laughs> yeah, that would make, yeah. Oh, here's Sponge Core. Is that clown core? Good afternoon, sir. Could we interest you in some chocolate? Chocolate? Did you say chocolate? Yes, sir. With or without nuts. Chocolate! 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 Oh, yes! This is some doomshit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Wait, what are you doing? I just want to look up some other music. Oh, okay. Some garbage. Yeah, guys. So. <laughs> We're at half an hour, so I mean we got some stuff down. That's good. Um, <clears throat> what else do you want to talk about then? Uh, what about how? What do you, I heard a conspiracy that George Takai is a time traveling Nazi. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Because all he's really doing is radicalizing people on the right at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's, he's uh, <laughs> like. It's like how George the guy is not radical? helping the left or really even liberals at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's just like, I am a faggot. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Trek, my balls. Hello. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm George Takai. Scrotums, please. <laughs> and, then and then he's like, and the, yeah, if anything, it's like, he's like, I love that fucking children are able to, you know, fucking see their dad dressed up like a leather dog. <clears throat> I found the worst fucking music I have ever heard in my life. And it was dubstep, but it was <clears throat> based around uh, fucking like Native American music, but it, they made it dubstep. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you talking about Power Hang Step? Hang on now. You talking about Power like, Step? This group, I think they're called Northern Cree. Or no, like... this was like. No, you're talking about a tribe called Wait Red. No. Oh yeah, a tribe called Red is good. Um, yeah, it's a tribe called Red, and Northern now they changed their name to the Hallucination. Wait, they did? Because Northern yeah, no, Cree. Here it is. Because Northern Cree is a drum group. 
Oh, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. collaborated with a tribe called Red. Northern a tribe called Red collaborates no, with them. Right. Like, to me, I know, like, with that style, right? You know, you know, I think they invented that style to, I guess, make well, power music get to the mainstream audiences. Uh, I don't know that they explicitly invented it. Uh, there's probably some smaller groups that. Uh, was this uh, band called? Is this one called the Hallucination? Well, would it? Because the tribe called Red changed their name to the Hallucination. Oh, uh, they did. And uh, and their music sounds a lot like that. Because I know, like, they're the group that comes to mind when it, when you hear the word powwow and dubstep put together. Yeah, or just powwow and like EDM. Uh, yeah, me, I know, one? like, I went to, you know, that hip hop concert I went to, that native hip hop concert. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah, I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. I went to that, and then we, I was talking to this one lady, this one good woman, and she, her daughter, she was talking about her. You know, she's very traditional, right? Mm-hmm. And she was saying, you know, how her, you know, her and her daughter had like mixed feelings on like stuff like a tribe called Red. Because they're basically chopping up sacred stone. I can see. I can see how they would. That that I I can understand that. Um, yeah, and that's what they were. That's what they. That's what they were upset about. And me, I'm okay with it. With it, because to me, it's just kind of like basically taking oh. a song and and presenting it in a new way. Yeah. Because to me, you know. Not all native music is, you know, directed know at yeah. spirituality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like... like, like they got love songs. They got songs about, uh, like, all kinds of crazy shit. Like, they even got kids songs now. Okay. That's interesting. And, uh, so they got they got power versions of Spongebob and Mighty That's, Mouse. Like, yeah. the Mighty Mouse theme song, you know? Because those are basic you know, human so experiences that any culture is gonna like, you know, ha- like have and, and want, you know. So like that expression, like ultimately, it is probably best for everyone, every culture, to just kind of give up the concept of like ideological property. Which I hate to use, like you know, that sort of like like modern, uh, you know, uh, like jargon to describe like, um, you know, like. Uh, like cultural heritage and things that are important to people's culture like I do understand that but to me it does still kind of feel like I mean you're like when people talk about like cultural appropriation that that's sort of for one thing that's just how culture like interacts like culture isn't a stagnant thing that's how it interacts be, like different cultures interact between each other and how it evolves and changes like that's just gonna happen there there can there can be yeah. and is in many cases like a power dynamic or ways in which uh certain people exploit uh the cultures of others but uh yeah. when it comes down to it when, it when it comes down to the actual like who like possesses like a cultural concept or who like owns like uh you know like it, it, it's it feels like it's still an ideological property argument. Yeah, well, you know, my my thing about so culture, like, my thing about culture is that I feel like with you know so, you know indigenous music <laughs> of any kind, it's okay to blend it with different types of music because to me, I feel like in that way you're you're bringing it to a modern audience's audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want to sit here and be restricted to just playing. 
old sacred music that, you know, is just only restricted to just the power circle and ceremony. Well, yeah, like what you we know? were doing with, or, or at least what we were trying to do with Decolonize, you know. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah, to me, like, there, Decolonize having the gourd and all that stuff, um, you know. Yeah, no, I mean. Like, me and Ross were talking about it, and Ross has told me what the gourd represented. What, and and what, the gourd, he said the gourd represents, like, rain. Rain and thunder. Yeah, because it kind of sounds like, like rain, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to me, like you rain, know, rain sticks. I liked it. You know, I liked having, like you know, indigenous sounds in it because to me, I felt like I was representing my culture within that genre, within that death metal, you know, bringing yeah. those indigenous elements in there to blend it, you know, or attempting to blend it, you know, because to me, that's how you get people interested in the culture. Because just look at, look at any alien weaponry. They're yeah. singing in Maui. Yeah, no, I think that, they're I, singing in Maui, and they are the shit right now. They blowing up big time, and you know, yeah. you know what I mean. And to me, there's going to be people that are against them, and you know what I mean. But there are people that are for them, and the people that are for them are people that you know are more like, hey, this is a good thing because they're preserving the culture, the language, and stuff like that, and for showing that hey, a culture doesn't, a language doesn't have to be just restricted to ceremony. That's true. Ceremony and, and you know song you know songs that y'all present in cer- you know and ceremony and whatnot you know because language is a communication tool it's not a spiritual spirituality thing yeah well you know I mean, mean? It can't, it's well, not it's not like saying it's interesting like 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 the the like as um uh like religion was the cause of so much of uh, religion and spirituality is uh the root of a lot of like civilization uh and like you know back when i was like like i'm i am i am still technically an atheist or like i guess a pantheist but that's a really pretentious thing to call yourself because like you know when you're like you know i think everything's god man i think everybody's everybody's god um that you know that you're you extrapolate you've divided the definition of God, you've generalized it so much that, you know, you're not even really talking about the concept of a God anymore. Um, I just, I don't believe in gods as, like, creators or, like... Well, like me, I find find myself kind of, like, questioning myself, you know, like, the whole concept of God because of the fact that so much shit keeps happening and no, you know, there's no, no God never intervenes no matter how many times you pray. Well, there's God, and then there's, like, an interventionist God, right? Like, yeah. those are... Um, and to me, I'm always hoping for that intervention God to pop up and be like, hey, stop stop killing all those no, people he'd probably over there if, there's an intervention, if there's a God who could intervene, he probably gave up on us. Or, or it's probably aliens, and they just, like, left, because it's like... These, these, yeah. Well, me, I just, just, I just learned these that monkeys the never day, figure this shit out. This, this man, mankind, waste of time. We are our own gods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's we exactly are our own gods. Like, yeah. change cannot happen if we are not on the same page. You know what I mean? Like, we can be God. You know, we are our own devils and our own gods. You know, we can, of course, make this world heaven, or we can make this world hell. That's right the, now, everything's hell. And I think a lot of religion is metaphor that, you know, gets lost, like, among... Yeah, it, well, it is, you know what I mean? Like, to me, you know, I feel like the, spirit, the, you know, the real 
good as the spirituality does not lie in reading a book and it's also not supposed to be like literal, podium, factual, like stay on a podium yelling know. at people. Yeah, like the way they spirituality, teach, like, you know, lies within a connection with Nate, the environment, and oneself, and the unseen. Like that's spirituality. Yeah, the religion, way they, you know, yeah. is that fear, hatred. You know what I mean. And to me, I blame religion for a lot of the world, the state of the world, because, you know, so many people use religion to manipulate It's just another hierarchy, so I mean, like, if you're an anarchist, like, no gods, no masters, you know? Like, only corn. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah, corn, like, um, yes, like, only corn. Like, C. By which Hayson, we, of course, mean the band. Right, I was telling, um, I was telling C. Hayson, right? Jonathan Davis is God. About, like, our thoughts on, you know, our anarchist thoughts. And she was like, okay. She was like, oh, I get that. But then, and then she was like, she told me about this book where, to, how, on how to radicalize Christians yeah. against communism. I mean, again, not against, against capitalism and all that. And because right. she's a because she's a communist, you know, she's a native yeah. communist. And I mean, I was look, like, oh, okay. She told me I should read it. I'm like, th- look, okay. Uh, like the global movement for uh, a post-capitalist society um, and a- a- against um, colonialism uh, and and empire that is going to have to transgress many cultures. So you have to meet people where they're oh, at. Oh, it is. So like that's why things like liberation theology in in the Caribbean have been very important. That's why things like um like uh, the the Caudaius movement in um, Vietnam. Uh, that's why um, you know like uh, it, uh, it it like it. It, it, it as an entity or that like that's why like the the, the kibbutz movement in in israel is is like it, it it meets people where they're at you know these things um yeah and uh fuck it there's probably even some protestant shit that's like well actually no i know yeah, there's some protestant I, shit I just, because like I, there's like I, me, I just, in like, africa who like are you know trying to like like Martin Luther King was a fucking reverend, you know. I mean, and like he, he, so he met like because Christianity was such a, a staple of the um, black community. I do think that obviously different like it's it's not certain, not necessarily my place to say, but like you know the, like uh, like black people and in, in America in in the Americas broadly um, because they were like stripped of their culture, like um, you know it's. It's hard to talk about it without, you know, the idea that like they've been, you know, manipulated or they've been. Um, excuse me, I'm gonna move this mic a little closer to me because I'm not. Well, they've been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed so much that the church is their culture. Yeah. Oh, tell a story about you were gonna say you were gonna and, tell uh, that you were gonna tell that story about the um, uh, black Israelite dude at the Walmart. The black Israelite. Yeah. Yeah, like me and Matt and Martin, you know, we we were recording our demo, right? Yeah, we and were on our way back from recording our EP. We bought yeah. some snacks or something, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to the stuff checkout, and it was this black dude, right? And we started talking, and next thing you know, he started mentioning we, you and my see, cousin, and cool he mentioned, first, right? He started talking biblical shit, right? Well, yeah, they said thirteen tribes like, of Israel, and I could tell you were gonna go off on. And then one. he started talking about 
biblical shit, and I and I got quiet. I got I had to. Man had to hold me back. Yeah, I did. I like, did. But I, was I like, got no, real quiet. No, no, well, you like, just started to kind of like mm. stare at him, and I was like, "Okay, man, let's just get our shit and get 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 out of here." Yeah, like, yeah. I was about. I was about people to like get, that. You just gotta kind of nod stop. and smile, and uh, well, not smile. You don't have to smile at him, but you can be like, "Okay, dude. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we're, let, let's uh, let's go. Um, we got we got, we got shit to do." Yeah, yeah. Man, man had to man had to had to escort me out of there because Before I was about to get about to go into it. And and uh, and you know to me, like the whole why well, I don't like the whole Black Israelite movement because of the fact that it well, basically erases the idea that genocide in the United in Turtle Island in the United States happened. The way they deny you know that it I mean? happened. So many, uh, yeah, they deny. Like they basically say that they're Native people. Oh yeah, yeah, those are that, oh, yeah. We're Native Americans. I mean, there's people who are like, I, I've seen footage of like this guy who, and it sucks that like the mental health care uh, industry in this country that I mean, I've personally experienced like how shitty it can be, and um, but it's even worse because like a lot of uh, you know, people like the first like the first people to interact with when they're having you know an episode like or, like a schizophrenic episode or something is um is a uh, fucking uh the cops you know and and so like it, we're seeing like this like body cam footage or whatever and um the, this guy's screaming i mean it's a pretty ridiculous thing but he's like we are actually in africa that right there that you call the mississippi is actually the nile river i was like whoa that is an interesting theory and you know what people get like that is because like, like they do fucking lie to us. They tell us a, a happy little story about America as like a melting pot, and this is where you know some of the cultural uh, appropriation discourse is actually kind of valid. Uh, is that it was it like it, it wasn't like you know this this happy little melting pot of like everybody coming together and making American culture and like I mean they did everyone contributed to American culture. Like white culture is like fucking nothing it's like with bob hope or some shit like everybody's like we we have uh you know a mixed culture but it's because of a lot of interaction through violence and and depression so i mean yeah there's a lot when you actually start to find that shit out oh they've been lying to us about this you know some people who may who I'll, i'll admit do not have the best uh, critical reasoning skills. Will come, will come to some weird conclusions, like the Earth is flat, yeah. or. Um... Well, I'm just saying, like to me, my frustration is just the fact that I feel like they, you know, it's like okay, when you say, oh, well, we were here first and all that stuff, I'm like, no, you got there was no such thing as a black Native American or, or Afro Indigenous people until colonization began. I mean that might you know, be I mean, true, but like I'm just saying that's the truth. It, you know it, it is because, because the slaves ran away from the plantation, and we took them in. When they, we took them in, right, they became a part of the tribe. Yeah. Same with same with white orphans, right? Yeah. That's why we got what. That's why, like, especially on the East Coast, we got wavy hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to me, that doesn't justify the whole <laughs> propaganda the black Israelites be preaching about. Saying that Native Americans are just a mix of white and black people. 
you know what I mean? And to me, I hate it. You know, and I was talking to my cousin, Kadisha, you know, and she's full black, you know, she's distantly related to me several grandparents ago, and she was telling me that those people are lost. And it's true, you know, because guess what? Christianity's born. Christianity's forced on the blacks, it's forced on the on native people. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, there's got to be an alternative. Yeah. You know, this religion is not our original religion. You know, and that what you're believing in is a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale that, that some person created. Well, I, if I'm going to be an obnoxious atheist like I kind of used to, um, it, it's all fairy tales, but... <laughs> I mean, it's like. Well, I know, but you, but you, you, you know what, you know it what. It means so, it means beyond like what people, um, like you're not supposed to like. The point of it isn't. The point of it is being with like, you know, these are metaphors for, like, you know, uh, like how to function in this culture or, realistically, I mean, like I said, religion, um, is is responsible for like most of what we now call civilization. God may be dead, you know, for the last couple centuries or so. Um, <clears throat> it didn't make everyone stop believing, but we are a radically secularized... Ah, bleh, I can't talk. Um, a radically secularizing society, right? So, I mean, uh, it's... It, it, yeah, there's get, there are going to need to be, like, new... Um, I was watching a, a documentary re- recently about um, simulation theory and, you know, that understanding that we uh, have not transcended this uh, sort of shell that we've created, like Plato's allegory, allegory of the cave and whatnot, like having, like having our recognition of like, we know that none of this is real or like we know that we define what real is. Um, we so know. Are you basically like talking about the whole hologram principle, where everything is a hologram? No, it's not literally that. No, I mean you could use that as a metaphor. Like the Matrix is a metaphor. Um, yeah, because I know some people believe that everything being that whole hologram principle, where reality is a hologram. No, you should obviously not literally believe that. That doesn't. That that's what turns people into weird like sociopathic assholes who think like everyone around them is, a, is an NPC just be, like because you can't disprove solipsism it's like well guess what buddy that's not how the burden of proof works so you know maybe try to yeah. act like but, other people are like you but, and there's people that <clears throat> believe well to me I, I, I somewhat believe in this a little bit because I do believe in the mind the power of the mind yeah but the mind there was a belief of the whole law of attraction where you, your reality is what you think it to be. Yeah. Uh, well, it is. Yeah, you and do define you your control. own reality, or not you, know you mean, specifically, but all the little hints like, and everything. Myself, that... I'm trying to grasp, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about here: is creating a new, like, way of viewing the collective dream that we call uh, reality and society. You know, a, a way forward, a way that is like. How would how would a solar pump society work? How, how would we build a solar po- solar power? I mean, a solar punk society, right? It's because isn't that? But is solar pu- solar punk based off of 
off of renewable energy? How does that work? Yeah, renewable energy, uh, some geothermal energy, but mostly, like, obviously solar dominated because, I mean, there's so much land, so much land that's, like, desert that gets a shit ton of sun that we could power, you know, every major city in North America um, just off of the, you know, Chihuahua Desert alone if we just cover that shit in fucking, you know, solar panels. Um, <clears throat> there's so much space that's, like, not even, like, it's not practically used. And capitalism isn't designed to, to allocate resources for any practical purpose. It's designed to keep trying to get one over on somebody else, right? It's designed to, yeah. it's designed for, for profit. It's designed for, um, you know, like, it, it, like the whole, the whole concept of money is something that really arguably could be, um, you know, uh, like done away with basically. Like it represents, it's, it's a phase in uh, yeah, transaction. I know me and my auntie were talking about, we need, we need to go back to the whole barter system. Well, no, it's not exactly that. Like, it's it's kind of complicated. Uh, it's more like a um, like a lot of uh, like <clears throat> the traditional view of uh, bartering is that that was the predecessor for money, um, and that is kind of a lens through which we are like the ideology of property and especially like you know modern uh you know post-industrial capitalism um like that that is the lens that we see things through now so it's easy to like conclude that at like when you look at other societies like anthropologically speaking but if you're like i actually read uh david graber's fragments of an anarchist anthropology and it's called fragments because it is it's a window that has so seldom been opened uh, in academia and in, in, in the broader discussion of like what anthropology even is. And when you actually study a lot of these societies, they don't conceptualize what they were doing as bartering. It was close. It, it, you, you could more easily describe it, uh, as he would say, as a, as a sort of gift economy, right? You, you could more easily describe like resource, uh, allocation as, um, uh, something that like because the primary goal wasn't to like try to get more than somebody or to like like have to like prove yourself as um uh and i mean in some societies yeah obviously like i'm talk not talking about every single uh pre-agricultural society uh but what i am saying is that like you know what, what could be called primitive communism like the idea that like for the tribe, right? Like, we're doing this all for everyone here. We're not, like, Karl Marx may have been, you know, one of the one of the, the popularizers uh, in the Enlightenment era in, in the Western canon of the idea of uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his need. Um, but he didn't, like, invent that. That's a basic value in the, that... that has cropped up in a number of societies and and that's like like cooperation is something that like as brian and i were talking about this earlier if you feel like jumping back in the conversation we were talking about the the dichotomy between like individualism and collectivism and i kind of subscribe to like sterner's idea of a union of egoists right like we have 
individuality as a social construct. Your identity itself is a construct that's defined by all that's around you. It's defined by your environment and 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 yes, some nature as well as the as the nurture effect of being in a culture. Um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, you know, to me the whole that like 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 um, the it's not either nature it's it, it's both nature and nurture and it's also both individualism and collectivism because you have a concept of a collective and you cannot have a concept of a collective without the idea of you know individuals within it like like you have a um like 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 Graver talks about um wait was it no it wasn't great it was a uh, campagna i was reading recently um talking about um you know, viewing even your own body as uh, a society within itself, as a civilization, right? Because you're you're really like a bunch of different cells working together for a same goal, you know. And if yeah, we if we treated the fucking planet like, like a, a body, if we treated the hu if we yeah, if we treated humanity itself like a body. And we all have the same goal. We have different, you know, specializations, or we have different, you know, all all of that, right? The division, and and if we did that with an even division of labor, right? Like, there's not like a cell in your. Well, okay, I guess you could say the brain is like the boss of your body if you want to frame it like that. But like, your brain doesn't even re really like. Th I mean, your central nervous system is what's what's running what's running the show like you don't have to actively consciously think about keeping your heart pumping all the time you know and i'm uh i got a c in biology so i'm like kind of a, i you know i'm it, i i'm definitely not an expert like i'm not going to continue this metaphor for much longer because i only really understand the basic idea of it um but yeah to me that's what a solar punk society would look like that's what um you know, a future, that's what, um, that's, just, that's what, when we become aware of the dream that we share, I did not intend for that to rhyme, by the way, uh, those would be some really cringy, pretentious lyrics, but, um, I might write them anyway, I don't know, um, hey, do it, yeah, no, but like, like you're saying, like, that's what, you know, the, the, the all the, all the cringy metaphors of, like, waking up, you know, getting out of the matrix, all that shit. Um, like that—that's what that is. Like you're you're yeah. a cell in a, a much larger organism. And I mean, even though Richard Dawkins is like a pretentious shithead, he actually a lot, not a lot of people know this. He coined the term meme uh, and memetics, and that was his way of describing how ideas spread. And he wasn't the only one doing that. Um, De La Use or wait, was it De La Use or Dara? I think it was De La Use talked about um, rhizomes. That's why one of my paintings was called Rise Rhizome, because when you recognize that you're part of an interlocking system, like a lot of people see it more as like an arboreal thing, like, uh, and, and, to, and to be fair, you know, some uh, tribes see it that way, like how you talked about people like like trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the rhizomatic system, that's more like four-dimensional. That's more like, like, it doesn't have to have a root. It is an interconnected thing itself, like the universe. It's it's um, it's it's something that that transcends the need for 
a creator because it is the process of creation is constantly flowing like cyclically and 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 also expanding and um you know we need to uh what i what i used to say is uh, we need to amplify basically because it because and, and sure like capitalism is growth for the sake of growth it's uh it, it's fatally like you know like draining the planet of every last resource um and it has no signs of stopping so it's like the the i don't remember what what was the metal band that uh, oh it was um napalm death had a song with it kind of called capitalism like a like a bulldozer or something or like um uh like as as enter shikari said that it was the juggernaut yeah, you know it of, just keeps on going capitalism it won't stop I'm, it's not it's, stopping <laughs> it's getting yeah, it, it's, it, you know like and the concept of money, I mean, I don't even want to get, like, started on that shit because, like, that's what yeah. like, well, we even conceive Speaking of as money now. Me, it's yeah, not I've tied to anything. It's not. Really and even when it is tied to things, it's still just a concept. And the thing is a representative of what is owed, uh, of how the uh, of how debt functions, you know. But yeah. um, I actually haven't uh, delved into Graeber's book, uh, Debt, because it's a very big, big thick text. Um, so it's kind yeah. of intimidating for, you know, an ADD yeah. brain I'm, like me. I'm um, trying to get more into anarchist literature. I'm thinking about getting the Conquest of Bread and Mutual Aid. Or Conquest is I got great. The ABCs of anarchism, though. Conquest so is great. One. Mutual Aid is great. I actually haven't read huh. all of Mutual Aid. Uh, I would also recommend... Um, I mean, if you're interested in some of the shit with Stern, like, like, if, if you're the type of person who, like, you know, thinks that it, it, it's okay, it, it's, like, because the deconstruction from the left of, like, the re- reactionary American id of, like, individualism, a lot of, like, a lot of people feel like their, um, their ego, their entity, their, their self is under attack, and I don't see it that way, and I think that there is a pro- I think that egoism... In, in the Sternerite sense, is compatible with um, any kind of collaborative theory, any kind of um, communitarian or um, uh, oh, that's the cops. We're 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 exposing too much. We're 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 showing people too much behind yeah. the curtain. <laughs> no, yeah. but like well, Stern, well, the I ego and wanna... anyway, the book is called The Ego in Its Own. Uh, I've read it. Um, and, uh, I recommend it. He does get into some weird, like, morality shit, because, like, as you know, like, 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 Brian, like, (laughs) Brian likes to uh, to make fun of me because I have, like, this fucking, like, radical anti-colonial ideology, and he was, he was like, you wouldn't even be against bestiality, and I'm like, that's not, look, consent is not a concept that exists within animals, okay? Consent is something that we have evolved to understand is dolphins can't dolphins well dolphins gang rape dude did you know that yeah but like they're also intelligent enough to, to consent that's why it's rape right yeah, it's so fucked like, up so like would you fuck a dolphin because dolphins can actually rape humans it's yeah, happened did you, did you know would you fuck a dolphin man didn't you think you wanted to fuck a dolphin i'm personally not turned on by dolphins would you think it would be okay if someone fucked a dolphin if it consented that's already happened, like with the Timothy Leary experiment. Do you think it's okay? I don't have a personal problem with it. If the dolphin's happy, if the person wants to do it, I don't see the problem. I'm leaving. 
Okay, you can leave. <laughs> but, okay, but man. Anyway, it's, been, it's been nice having you on. Like, yeah, I'm trying. I want to. I, I think I should do totally. it, man. I think I should write a book on indigenous anarchism. Yeah. Well, because, like, we are animals. Like, that can't. Like, like you know. Like, if I can write about it. Because I yeah. know it's going to have some aspects of green anarchism. shooting the shit episode like just kind of a funny one um, oh okay well so i, I like your idea of calling it 1.5 we could do it that way um uh but uh no I, I love that we got into this deep shit because like that's really the main point of the podcast is like forging a new path forward yeah um, well they say we went all over the place you know what i mean like we touched on some deep, interesting stuff because Brian did have a point about the whole like transgender people entering the military. I mean, he could have expressed you know? it differently. I I will say, and I don't mean this to be like a bad friend to Brian uh, or to you or or anybody really, but I do want to say that like I don't condone all of the things that he uh, necessarily said, or like at least not in the yeah. way that he said them. Yeah. I just, uh, like, I can understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's really their choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, like, my thing I mean? about, like, why would you, it is their choice. Yeah, and and military application should be people's choice. It should be voluntary. I don't believe in forced inscription. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I like, my, my thing about it was, like, why, if you're trans, why would you want to go, why would you, I mean, in the same way that anybody can be like, like the CIA is, is, has been doing like some like woke, ad, quote unquote woke advertising. I mean, and CIA is a fucking evil, atrocious organization that's responsible for like mass deaths, responsible for like like a hundred coups all over the world. Uh, it's one of the biggest opponents to democracy uh, and, and, um, and liberation for anyone. Um, but they tried to make it just like, just like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm queer and I always wanted to be like, it was those kind of like testimonials that are supposed, that's supposed to be like tear jerky in the same way that fucking like, this is us, Miz, you know, like that bullshit. Um, that's just like, you know, it's all about like, like humanizing people and that's great. Yeah. But like, what is, what purpose does this serve? Like, are you, you're, you're advertising for the fucking CIA. You're recruiting for 
and organizations. Like, I don't, I don't understand how people, like, hear about the CIA as kids, like, growing up, uh, and then just be like, I want to join that. I want to do that. I mean, I guess I do, because I mean, we a lot of propaganda about it. Wait, what? I've been interested in the CIA. You've been interested in the CIA before? I said I never have been. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Like, I mean... I, I, like, guess they mean, I don't get the appeal of the CIA or even the FBI for that matter. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't either. I mean, I guess if people are interested in, like, um, I don't know, criminal, like, like justice, like, that, like if, if you believe in that being justice, it's not. Um, yeah. But... You know, sometimes, sometimes we forget that other people are not, yeah, like, well, they're just yeah, weirdos like us. Yeah, I understand, you know, so. what you're saying, Brian, because I found myself, like, not agreeing with him on some things, because I'm like, he said five-finger punch the Nazi, I'm like, wait, what? Where did you get that from? I don't know what their ideology is, and I don't really care. I honestly try, like, I know, because, I know it was a band like, that, like, helped you, that, like, you know, growing up, that was important to you, um... I just personally never got into him. I was more of a Slipknot guy. Um, uh, I like to, I like but I don't really know or like, care what their ideology is or, like, try to think about them much. Uh, I think I talked to one of the guys from that band on Twitter, and he was a dick. Oh, no, I'm thinking of All That Remains. Never was mind. it Zodan? No, never mind. I'm thinking of All That Remains. I'm thinking of, of, of uh, Phil from All That Remains. Uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's an asshole. Phil That Remains. Yeah, he's a fucking... Like libertarian dickhead, basically. Yeah, I don't like him too. I don't like him too much because to me he's just another net. That net. song six is pretty cool though, but other than that, who's, like who's pretty cool? The the song six by um all that remains. Oh, well, like me, I Savar, like the album. Wait, what? It's just I don't like Phil. Yeah, I just think he's yeah he's just a cunt. Yeah, because plenty of like, plenty of like Marilyn the, Manson is the, openly a terrible person, but I still like his music because I think it like spoke to a lot of people like me who were you know alienated. I, I and, could, you know, I could never understand <laughs> Marilyn Manson. I oh, don't know why I just couldn't get into him, but I guess because like his music was a little bit too experimental for me. Man, I mean, I guess. I think Marilyn Manson is just like the better version of Alice Cooper, honestly. You, you, you probably, you probably right about that. I'm just that. That's probably true, but and all because, you know, Marilyn Manson is the new Alice Cooper. Or he was. These days, he's not really like Marilyn Manson was, in my opinion, like the last true rock star. Like I think that concept's kind of dead. Like, now we kind of sort of have that with uh, certain rappers and, like, trap stars. We kind of sort of have, like, a new version of a rock star. But, like, rock and roll just isn't edgy anymore. Rock and roll isn't, like, the new thing. Well, well, rock and roll lost its edge. And one of the... I mean, Man- Manson literally said rock is dead on Mechanical Animals. That was one of the songs on Mechanical yeah. Animals. It's about how rock is dead. And, well, uh, I think yeah, rock and roll kind of is. Kinda lost its edge when because it everybody got, like, became so instead of making the perfect album. It, well, no, it got recuperated into. Huh? 
I think that it got like normalized in the '90s into like, like rock and like like the the the, the, the kind of hard rock that like the last like really like influential like um like the grunge movement in the early '90s, right? And I would argue the the uh, although industrial yeah. was happening like in the '80s and late '70s as well. Um, but of course, Nine Inch Nails made it big in the '90s, and I fucking love Nine Inch Nails, and um, and bands like that. But oh, speaking of Nine Inch Nails, not, speaking of Nine Inch Nails, I, I was in Walmart the other day and I saw um, Pretty Hate Machine on vinyl. Soundtrack that Nine Inch Nails did. Wait, which soundtrack? They did a soundtrack for I think Quake. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good sound. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to Walmart. listen to a lot of like. Like, because a lot of video game soundtracks are kind of, like, necessarily repetitive just because that's the, like, they're going to be playing throughout, like, what a, 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 an uncertain duration, right? Because of, nobody knows how long the people are going to keep playing, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, then they play on a loop. So, I mean, like, yes, the soundtrack is good, and there was a lot, like, uh, like I love um, uh, the Persia inversion, or Persian Inversion, or whatever it was called off of that one. Um, I think I saw that at uh, my friend's um, pop-up video store. No, wait, it wasn't that. It was, um, uh, it was, it was like, the Remix EP. It was the, like, Downward Spiral Remix EP. Um, but uh, somebody told me it was broken, and I got really excited because I don't own that one, and I want it. Uh, I mean, what I, quake? What the Nine Inch Nails quake? No, broken. The out the EP broken, the one with Wish on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like me. Slave screams. Okay. Yeah. Like um. Yeah, yeah, but I I'm feel like nowadays, like with rock music in general and metal, I feel like now you know it's so easy to make an album, and everyone's about being perfect. Well, what I was saying right. is, like, rock became, like, um, like, so, th like, there was a last gasp of, uh, you know, some kind of, like, well, it, it was an expression of, like, it was basically an, ex an expression of what Francis Fukuyama called uh, the end of history, which history really was never over. We're still in history. Everything's going to be history. Let's, you know. Um, but, uh, like, the, the this notion that, like, like after the after the Cold War was over, like okay, I guess this is the best system we got. So we're just gonna make a few little tweaks. Uh, we're gonna do some more austerity, uh, privatization, all that shit. <clears throat> um, and so it tricked people into and there was a numbness there because it was a very imperfect society. People were extremely alienated as they as they still are. Um, and that's when you started to get into like angry shit, like new metal, and like Rage Against the Machine, which was explicitly political, um, and uh, you know, like like shit like that. But um, it was no longer shocking because it got normalized to the point where it was basically like Leave It to Beaver type shit. It was like the '50s again. It was like a, it was like a new era of of reactionary uh, um, politics. Well, it was inherently reactionary because like. Again, like if you think it's the end of history, then you're like r resistant to new ideas, like you know, like uh, all the, all the people really fucking remember like politically from that era was like Bill Clinton got a blowjob, 
that was that was the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, so like, <laughs> I I don't I don't know, man. I think, and I and I still have like '90s nostalgia as as like a '90s baby, I guess, because I was uh, I was uh, let me see, was I sit? No, I I would have turned six in two thousand. So I was I was five when when the new millennium came in. Um, so I wasn't even really aware of anything happening. Yeah, like, I was. I mean, people like me, yeah, like you know, people wonder like why we're so like, uh, like like why we're a more like radical generation than gen like because Gen X was more like jaded, if anything, right? Like uh, like 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 the lyrics in the Ministry album. Uh, in the east where the bear is dancing, in the west where the eagle flies, you know, and like the 1980s was run by a person who's crazy, exactly like you, you know, or like, uh, yeah, no, 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 um, like, that, I mean, that's the kind of shit that, like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad, like, people, like, millennials, we woke the fuck up, like, people born before, like, basically 90s kids, and I think early 80s, I mean, no, not early 80s, obviously, late 80s is, the, I think, the cutoff for millennials, so anyone up to, like, like anyone born before 2000, um, you know, and, like, for me, like, our first, like, I mean, our first, my, my first major political event uh, memory uh, of like you know global news was nine eleven, and then that was it was so I I got an early seventh birthday present. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, because uh, because my birthday is right after nine eleven. Um, oh, so you were you there? Was I? I was in Illinois. No, I was at Catholic school. They oh, just took oh. us out of the. They just took us out of the fucking. Um, they just took us out of okay, out of school and into and happened. into the church. Yeah, a lot of everybody. Like, and that used to be, like, my cutoff for how young people uh, could be, like, for me to date was, like, do you remember where you were on 9-11? Um, and, uh, but now it's, like, 9-11's literally almost 20 years ago now. So, I mean... Yeah, it's ancient history. Well, it's not ancient. It's still at a scarring impact. I mean, the, the country went completely insane and psychotic uh, and it started a completely unnecessary war, um, for its own, like, strategic interests, and, uh, then the next big thing that happens, like, just as we're hitting, like, puberty, is, uh, is, is we, is we get, uh, the financial crisis, so where we learn that all the smart people who, like, were told, like, those, they, they, ever, they, they deal with the money. They understand things. They understand how the system works and everything. Uh, all those people uh, turned out to be dead fucking wrong and, 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 and had serious fucking oversights. Um, and there was a massive collapse. It was basically another depression. It was the, I mean, it was the worst recession since the Great Depression. And so we immediately learn, no, the smartest people in the room, the, the, the adults uh, that, are, that are chaperoning us, uh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And we can see that now. And everyone is, just, like, most, for most people, they didn't even understand what was happening. They just knew that they were being evicted, they were losing their, their, their homes, they were losing, like, you know, their, um, their savings, they were, like, it... <laughs> 
it it uh, it it crushed the i any i any hope that people could have had that like oh people the people in charge know what they're doing so yeah a lot of us became like anarchists and some people fit like to think that like oh i've outgrown that phase it's like no motherfucker you no, didn't look you didn't look me, deep enough into it anarchism is not something you outgrow like we are in the 60s again it does kind of feel like well here's what i think like, i think i think uh, you know how i think that joe speaking. biden has a hot tub time machine and by that i mean that we are going like culturally backwards like we're like yeah, the, like the, the obama era like... politics are coming back the same type of people are defending that they no longer have the distraction of trump uh which was the main thing i mean at least trump like you could say i i hope that some people got like radicalized by seeing like you know uh like a near fascist uh it turns out he's him and his his cronies were really too uh incompetent to be like proper fascists like proper like like militarist fascists but um i mean there was still plenty of uh like every president in our lifetime has consecutively got uh, the 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 executive powers expanded. Uh, so and, and and now, guess who's behind the wheel? Some somebody who's literally has dementia, right? Like I mean, it's kind of fucking ridiculous, you know. So you could say uh, you're like you talking about Biden has dementia? Yeah, or something. He's his brain is going. His brain is just going to, I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious though. And he still does like Trump shit too. Like he literally like when a reporter asked him about, um, sending weapons to Israel, uh, you know, the, the huge military aid that we gave them, like while there was an active humanitarian crisis that the world was finally starting to look at more, um, like. You know, like what, like a reporter asked him about that, and he literally threatened to run her over with his fucking car. So, like, and I was, and I asked my mom, and I didn't, and I don't, don't, I don't mean to be a smug dickhead about this. I really don't, but it's kind of frustrating to watch liberals sort of. I mean, thankfully, at least there's a pandemic, so we can't pretend to go back to normal, or that there even is a normal. Um, like, but no, like he, like, like. It's like, gee, you know, I wonder why that didn't come up on your like algorithm-generated newsfeed because it knows that you're a liberal who watches like MSNBC and Rachel Maddow and all that shit. Like, it's it's just back to like the culture war shit, you know, and uh, that's annoying. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's one of the things that I was. That's why I wanted to make sure that I didn't really agree with everything that I didn't really. like, I mean, he said he says shit like jokingly, I, like, and it's clear that like he's because we did have fun early on the podcast, but I don't know. He he goes into like, look, yeah, I'm a I'm an amateur I'm comedian, like... and I like I I do genuinely believe that any subject can be joked about, and as Natalie Wynn, uh, like Contrapoint said, um, you know, we're we're pretty easy. Uh, subjects for for comedy or something like that she wasn't necessarily she wasn't endorsing shit that's actually punching down at trans people when she said that she meant there is humor in any kind of subject 
you know, like, she was talking about how, like, the, the whole, like, metamorphosis, like, oh, I'm a beautiful butterfly, like, thing is, is, is kind of funny. Um, but, like, uh, it's, it, you know, it's not, the thing that I can always, like, and I don't know, sometimes I feel like his mind's, like, a little bit open to the shit that I'm on about, but, like, we, we make fun of each other, we make fun of ourselves, like, I was just joking with him in the car, like, earlier, uh, like we're gonna cut <laughs> we're get, like we'll end up recording a two hour episode and only be able to use like 30 minutes of it because the rest of it is just like it's just like yeah no we had to we had the cut had the, had the fucking cut like it, it like i i like i like brian so what, what i mean what i mean to say is we can both make fun of liberals basically because i'm a leftist he's a conservative we we also we both think that like liberalism is stupid and uh it's inconsistent and hypocritical and uh you know like i tend like what would i do when i talk to um because <clears throat> i genuinely believe it's okay to have conservative friends i don't know that brian would describe himself as like conservative necessarily he's kind of just uh I don't even. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's nihilistic. I would say that he is, um, uh, like, he's maybe kind of an absurdist like me, but like to an to an extreme degree where he like doesn't actually like, like there's not like a there's not like a conviction, uh, a, like against certain shit, um, in 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 the same way there there is with me, like what I actually believe and and care about. Um, and that doesn't make him a bad person. That makes him kind of a fun guy who's just funny to hang around with. So, like, I make, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I talk shit about, I make fun of him for being, like, you know, for, you know, just randomly sort of, like, spitting reactionary jokes. And he makes fun of me for, um, you know, being yeah, a soy well, boy, I, beta cuck, I, or whatever, I think the you best know? thing to name the episode is shit. We can name the episode shit, Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, because some of it. Just well, the bits I'm gonna the bits I'm gonna edit out. I mean, uh, excuse me. Um, the, the shit. I'm actually oddly enough not going to edit out that burp, uh, because that's just how I. Uh, I'm I've 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 been described as the Rick kind of alcoholic, like from Rick and Morty, like the the, the that type of like functioning alcoholic who's just like. You know, like, I, I, I kind of, I, I like to think that that show has normalized, like, casual burping, but I know there's people who are still, like, that's gross, dude, um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes I just, like, forget who, like, that's one of the main things about my, and I don't want to go on, on about, like, my, like, you know, fucking autism or whatever, but that is one of the things is, like, I confuse which, I confuse, like, what type of audience or what type of pe people around me are going to want to hear, um, you know, like, so, like, people, like, like, they're, like, if I'm just hanging with my bros, uh, I can, I can burp, like, nobody gives a shit, you know, um, if I'm, like, out in public or at some kind of formal event, like, that's just, I don't know, it's just fucking manners and shit, and to me, it all just seems like, kind of, like, uh, an illusion but it's it's not and it's not really up to me so whatever i'm probably actually going to cut most of what i just said because yeah. it's just it's but it's kind gonna, of redundant uh, bullshit but i was gonna say like redo the episode because like 
Worried. <laughs> oh no, we don't have to like totally redo it. I wasn't worried about um, anything that was going on. Um, I just kind of uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it it it, 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 it was fun. It was fun. It was um, yeah, no, but what I wanted. An interesting one. Yeah, for sure. Um. It's good. It's not bad to get different perspectives on things, um, and and it's not bad to just kind of to have like a like chilling with your bros type episode, um, and like what I was gonna say about comedy though is like, like there's punching up and there's punching down. Like there's you know context, right? Like are you making a racist joke or are you making a joke about racism? Because it's, to me, it's kind of funny to make fun of racists and cops and okay. n- not Nazis and, and shit like that, you know? It, it, what I was saying to Brian earlier is that uh, the thing about fascism is it's really, it's actually really hilarious until it's all of a sudden really not. Because it's easy to laugh at those guys, the fucking nut jobs chanting like blood and soil and shit, but the reality is it's pretty fucking scary uh, when... Um, hey, man, I got Oh, you got to go, man? I got to go. Oh, okay. Well, I think we've talked enough. Uh, I, I think I got enough here to edit something together. Um, but as always, man, it's cool talking to you. Um, uh, thanks for listening. If you did, actually, listen to this part. <laughs> uh, peace. Dear fellow traveler under the moon I saw you standing in the shadows and your eyes were blue You put your hand